You are listening to A Public Affair for Monday, August 14, 2023. Welcome to Storytellers of Color, our monthly show that airs every second Monday as part of a public affair here on your KGNU community radio. And today in our studios, we have a special guest, Marcela Ley. Welcome to the studios, Marcela. It's fantastic to have you here. Do you know that the principal goal of the show is to provide a safe space for communicators, media makers, and artists of color through a series of conversations to elevate their voices and to discuss issues of equity in general? And in this case, since you are a professional dancer, we're going to be talking about that. How is equity in our dance, how is equity in the different styles of dance, and how is equity being a woman of color here in Colorado, bringing all these styles of music that you have brought to the community? Marcela, you are a professional dancer, but you have been living here 20 years. Yes, in 20 years already. Time flies. And you have been developing a fantastic dance community in Colorado, along with others, of course, mm -hmm. but you have been invested in this. You are a producer of Havana Nights and yes. also a Lo Cuban Festival. A Lo Cubano. A Lo Cubano. Cubano. <laughs> With so many other members of the community who plan events around the states, you know, around the, the state and the states to bring culture and dance styles together to dance the night away. Mm -hmm. That's right. And it is a pleasure to have you. Thank so you. So I have my first question. How do you use dance or this artistic expression to lighten the lives of others in the community? That's so beautiful, uh, especially because I started um, so many years ago as a hobby. It was my paid hobby. But really, after the pandemic, I started full time. I could really notice how dancing kept a lot of my students alive through the pandemic in general. I mean, when you dance, it's like, it's, you know, you express yourself. Like in my case, I forget about my problems. I forget about my busy day, anything. It's just joy. The joy yes, of dance. It's the joy of dance. And it is because in our bodies, uh -huh. when we move, we Absolutely. move to the music. Exactly. Something magical happens. Absolutely. Explain what happens in our bodies. Well, I think dancing is a wonderful exercise. <laughs> and in my case, I don't really go to the gym or anything. That's my full-time job now. I exercise every day and just keeps you young. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you happy, and there's going to be so many, so many good things for our body, just dancing, and and the feeling, it's just that feeling of, like, connecting the music and the moving and expression, um, so it's it's a full thing, dancing. It's a full thing, and yes. it's a, it connects, you know, body, mind, soul, mm -hmm. and your How? soul. How does your soul connect with dance? Well, I think, I don't know, it's just my passion. I think, as I said, it kind of makes me really forget about anything. It's just so, so fun. I can express myself, like all my energy, my happiness, my, uh, I don't know, to be grateful about life. I just really put my soul out there when I dance. <laughs> We're speaking with Marcela Ley, 
a professional dancer and performer mm -hmm. that has been here in Boulder for the last 20 years. And um, I would like to know who was your mentor in dance? Well, I'm from Chile and um, I didn't start dancing salsa specifically until I was 19. But as a culture, you grow up dancing anything. So even for the grandpa's birthday, you end up the party <laughs> dancing. And so um, I grew up dancing for all those celebrations, my parents' anniversary, my birthday, everyone's party was a party with dancing. And so when I first started dancing salsa, I just, I don't know, I just fell in love with salsa specifically. Uh, because it's a whole world. Huh? It's a whole world. And like you count and it has a, a, a feeling uh -huh. and then you improvise. Exactly. It's a whole art. It's almost somehow like flamenco uh -huh. and in a way even better. I yes. hope the Spanish people are not listening <laughs> to me because I know that there's a lot of synergy and there's a lot of comparison. Right. But salsa, it's its own world. Right. So when I got moved here, I never danced professionally in Chile. I just learned by myself. And But when I got here, I met Eric Freeman, and he is one of my mentors. I started teaching uh, with him and then for him. <laughs> I still teach for him. Um, so he was my the, the main person who kind of like, you know, taught me a lot of things. Pretty sure our listeners know about him, but it will be good yes. if you can explain who is this mentor, because he has been here in this community for a long for time. For a long time, too. Eric Freeman has a dance school called Salsaville. I've been teaching for Salsaville for 16 years. Yeah, so he's been one of the, he's well known, like around the world. And um, yeah, I learned so much from him and I was always teaching and, and mm. then he, he would always say, you're ready, you can teach by yourself. I'm like, oh, you're really, uh, got so nervous at the very beginning, but now I just can and teach You're a really anywhere. good teacher. You are a good teacher. People can follow you. It's an art because you need to do so many things when you are dancing that oh, yes. it's that you cannot be anywhere else. Yes. So it really makes you feel that you need to be in the present moment. Absolutely. How is dance and the present moment something mm -hmm. unique? It's so unique because it's like your program here, your life. You have to, <laughs> you know, you have to feel it. You have to be connected. You have to be in the moment. Teaching, especially big groups, it's like you are the entertainer. You have to engage with people. You have to get their attention. You have to uh, make them know that this is, Yes, you're going to learn, but also it's fun. And so I usually teach and I throw my jokes there. And so people just, you know, they're there too, but they're like having so much fun. I mean, learning salsa. To be present, yes. you know, dance, to be present in that moment, enjoying the moment. Yes. And also uh, not considering all the social part of it. You know, you you meet people. It's the best way. Sometimes I wonder how other people meet other people and get to the point that, you know, you go to a bar and you don't touch someone like, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in salsa or bachata, merengue, any Latin dance is like, you just break the ice of touching right away because it's a partner dance. So I think it's a great way to meet people, to engage, to get closer 
and have friends and socialize. And get closer now that we can, Not Marcela, we can. because it was so difficult. And we're going to talk about that. But I just want to remind our listeners that you are listening to KGNU, your community radio, 88.5 Boulder, KGNU 1390 Denver. And it is already almost 8.45 this morning. This Monday morning, that is a gorgeous morning, a summer, you know, like no other. It has been raining, but we have had the most beautiful weather yes, this summer. It is a special day. And <laughs> like we were saying, it's incredible how everything has changed because the pandemic had us completely isolated. I know. I remember having the opportunity to interview Law 3, an organization invested in bringing dance to people with disabilities, uh-huh. with Parkinson especially, and they were continuing the classes online for right. people. Mm-hmm. But people were so sad because they couldn't, like you were saying recently, touch others. And that isolation, mm-hmm. that not being together, not feeling the other was so difficult. They kept on going and now they are back. Yes. Let's say we're back to normal. But uh-huh. Things have changed. So please share with us what has changed because I remember seeing you on that stage, Boulder Outdoors, dancing beautiful. You were dancing with um, some amazing dancers. And I remember seeing you and I had to stop you as you came down from the stage and I said, Let me take a picture. Let me talk to you. Let me interview you. Mm -hmm. And I I did it right on the spot because we were trying to investigate what was happening to the arts in Boulder. And you were there committed like other artists Mm -hmm. that were suffering because suddenly from one day to the other, you could not make a living. I know. So please share with us how you see what happened and where we are now. Well, as you mentioned before, I think it was terrible for humanity in general and being isolated and feeling lonely and uh, it was pretty hard for a lot of people. And myself, I started also to teach outside the Avalon um, on the parking lot during those times because I knew it was so important for people to even if we couldn't touch anybody, but at least you could see people and be around people, um, which is our nature. <laughs> We're social, you know. We're social animals. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, I think what has changed is people, I think, appreciate more now. Be outside, be with other people, be able to, to touch and to hug. That's my feeling. I think in general, people have more... Um, appreciative of what we had that we lost it for a minute (laughs) more than a minute but uh, we have it back so I'm so happy and I hope everyone uh, continue being grateful for having the chance to be around friends and people and their loved ones and be able to hug them and dance with them and dance with them I don't want to miss out the opportunity to ask you about the different genres or styles of dance that you teach mm-hmm. and how you compare them because you as a dancer I'm pretty sure have a different way of seeing it you know we joke about uh, salsa has the uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete 
8. Ande en la bachata 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. Merengue 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2. Please explain to us how you see it in your universe, uh -huh. this dance, and how is it that you have this magic touch to teach it so easy? <laughs> um, well, I think, uh, I don't know, I just kind of want to, I like to learn the different styles and um, my favorite is Cuban style salsa and it's a little more like around, it's the same one, two, three, five, six, seven, but you go a little more around while you're dancing and, but there's Colombian style, there's New York style, LA style, bachata, sensual bachata, Dominican bachata and merengue. <laughs> so where does merengue come from? Dominican Republic. Mm. Yes. Uh, my okay, first love was Juan Luis Guerra. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing him in concert and that was kind of what I fell he's in love amazing. with. <laughs> he's, he's a amazing. PhD and he's a musician yes. like no other. Yes. And his music brings yes. so much content, so much I revolution, so much standing up for human rights. Yeah. I, so I started my salsa life with Juan Luis Guerra. Mm. Sounds fantastic. But I... Also, don't want to miss out pointing out again that you are from Chile. And Chile has a huge yes. pool of artists. Comes to my mind right now, Pablo Neruda, the poet. The poet. And mm -hmm. Gabriela Mistral. También. Mm -hmm. And, well, so many so others. Many. But as I was coming to the station today, I was thinking, what about dancers? So tell me about the dance scene in Chile. Well, dance in Chile, as I said, like most people grow up like dancing with the family and the cousins and the grandparents and grandpas, grandmas. And but salsa scene, it wasn't very popular when I grew up and it was regular salsa. I heard now that in Chile, the most popular type of salsa is Cuban as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you think about it, it's like mo most of the new generation, they just dance like pop music or techno. It's like disco. Um, I remember I'm when I was young, I'm also from South America, uh -huh. dancing a lot of rock music, uh -huh. Latin rock, yeah, Latin. Uh, but also cumbia, la cumbia, cumbia, la cumbia. Right. So, you know, we have so many genres. I'm like always so curious. Cumbia. How will you compare them? And how will you, you know, when do you teach? When, when, you, teach? when you start teaching, mm -hmm. which one do you think is the first one for somebody that has two left legs to learn? <laughs> Don't you think that's a great question? It's a great question. Uh, well, most people that book uh, private lessons or group lessons, they know what they want to learn. Most of them salsa, in my case, because... That's what I mostly do. If someone comes and say, I want to learn bachata, that's fine too. Um, or cumbia. And sometimes I teach them how to mix. There, it, within salsa, there's a step called cumbia. You know, you step back and back. So we try to mix it up. Um, some people want to give it a try. Okay, teach me a little bit. Show me salsa or show me bachata. And then they decide, okay, I'll do this. Some people, I started with merengue. And mm. so... Sometimes I tell my story and they're like, okay, let's try merengue. And then we go, you know, step by step, increasing the difficulties. No. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get there. Until but, you get there, yes. You know, listeners, I'm speaking with Marcela Ley, And I hope that some of you have seen her dancing because it's outstanding. 
Nobody dances like her in Boulder. I can assure you that. Oh, I'm just going to say that because, you know, we have a big state. Colorado is huge. There's other dancers. But you have also gone to Denver. You have spread all over where you are teaching. And I want to bring out something that I think is important now that we're talking with a lens, with an equity lens. Mm -hmm. The importance of being a woman, being, you know, a Latin woman, teaching dance and performing. Uh -huh. And most of all, I want to also bring out this new adventure that you have put, My Boulder Studio. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yes. is your own business now. Uh -huh. you, are, you have decided to do that. And uh, I want to learn a little bit about the experience that you have gone through opening your own business um, as a woman, as a Latin woman, and also bringing more uh, of your flavor or of your mm -hmm. unique yes. approach to dance. Woo. Uh that's a big question. Where should I start? Uh, I should say after the pandemic, like a little summary, I decided I was going to do full time dancing for maybe six months to try to see what happens. And then I really felt like when you put yourself out there and you do what you love is number one doesn't feel like you're working. Number two, all the opportunities. It was incredible how this went so, so fast so big and so but it's I because of your reputation uh -huh. and because people know know yes. you you already did the ground you already thank you you know planted uh -huh. the seed, the seed so. 20 mm -hmm. years ago mm -hmm. so i met this man who's been a great mentor for me too um his name is michael adler he's very listening <laughs> and um he's been my mentor in so many ways like ideas and do this, do that, and encouraging me to to go bigger. And so he owns the building where my Boulder studio is now. And so we decided to partner up and start something a little bigger because originally there was a little studio and we knock off a wall, make it bigger, <laughs> and we're making a lot of more events happening, including, um, you know, we have different things happening there bachata we have salsa nights we had the night at lo cubano and we hopefully start soon to uh bring into the studio havana nights which is one of my biggest productions too so mm -hmm. that's how it started You're in three years why is it boulder the right place to start this venture because every night almost in boulder you can mm -hmm. go dancing now, it seems uh, like, huh? Yeah, there's What's some, happening some, here? I know, right? What's happening? It's curious for me, too, to see, especially Boulder has grown a, a bigger community for Cuban salsa. And maybe it's because there are some Cubans here uh, that uh, are very, you know, passionate and they're always there. They, like, I would like to mention and thank Toki. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a Cuban dancer in town and he's been always great and supportive. He goes to all my Havana nights or junkyard and mm -hmm. just do his fun footwork Cuban dance and you people love it. it. Oh, it's the love easiest. It. Again, yes. not, you cannot stop dancing. Right? We're yes. You and cannot. that is great also for people who maybe don't dance so much with a partner or are afraid to ask or you know and so then with those kind of dances you can 
you can just say, oh, yes, I did dance at that party. So I don't know if I can mention Havana night or do you want to wait? Yes, yes, yes. yes no, yes, yes. you know, time is going really fast. That's oh, the way it is. Because it's so fun to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want, don't want to miss also is to, you know, highlight that, yes, there is a whole uh, community around mm -hmm. dance this weekend for example there was the brazilian festival they brought amazing dancers musicians it was outstanding it was in the band shell and yeah. it was the perfect weather a lot of people dancing on friday there was also the band commando playing and there's so many offers so in that pool of offers uh-huh I would like you to kind of tell me why is it so important to keep on bringing this dance community as an um, expression of resistance? Because I know that that's how dance in many communities of color started, as our expression right. of resistance against inequality, against oppression. Yeah. How is it for you? How do you see it? Because we live in a beautiful community, but a lot of people are not doing so well. It's a difficult moment right now. It's hard to live in Boulder. The The reality so is that expensive. it's difficult, it's super expensive. So how would you, you know, give us this advice of continue dancing? Why, you know, as we stand strong in the reality that we are facing difficulties, all sorts of? Well, I would say for that is, first of all, we're very lucky to have very very strong Latino or Brazilians or, you know, <laughs> leaders that are so nice to bring people like the Brazilian festival or organize this events and play. The summer is great. Like we have the Briggs and on Pearl. We have all this. Hmm, the Briggs Wednesdays. Huh? On Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, we have the Avalon. Avalon. What happens in Avalon? Avalon has uh, classes uh, Reda at the beginning, 6.30, 7.30, 7.30 8.30. They have regular salsa. They have bachata. And uh, then it's open dancing from 8.30 to 11, I would say. <laughs> um, so it's every Thursday, incredible amount of people and different people. You can see from like 18 or less, a lot of students to, I don't know, 70-something or more <laughs> is is. Great. Dance is and really good for people for that are aging. Exactly. It's like amazing to have, you know, the movement and the music at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I know that soon you're going to be having a big one, one of yes. those parties that it's packed. So tell us about that. Yes. Um, well, and I want to mention my other mentor with this has been Byron Morales, who is going to be the DJ this Friday for Havana Nights. And Havana Nights is one uh, of the biggest events I produce at the Dairy Arts Center in Boulder, Walnut and 26th. I do it once a month in this... Uh, it's packed. It's packed, we're yes. We're sweating in there. I know. <laughs> you have to go outside. And we're so lucky to be in like the lobby. packed. Yes, because yeah. most events there happen in like little theaters. And we are so lucky to be in the beautiful lobby of the Dairy Arts Center. Mm -hmm. Is This month is this Friday. August 18th. August 18th. So, At what time? Yes, it's 8 to 11.30. So I hope to see everyone there. And Byron Morales, who I started Havana Nights with, is going to be here. He lives 
now in LA, so I have to bring him. Mm. <laughs> so he gets so you here have on a Friday. Guest, a we have a special guest. guest. Yes, but it's going to be everybody that I've mentioned, Eric and Toki and Mike and everyone would be there you too mm-hmm. I'm not gonna miss it I hope no. you listeners don't miss it because it's gonna be outstanding thank you Marcela for absolutely. coming to the studios absolutely for joining us for our Storytellers of Color a collaborative series inspired by Journals of Color and Latinx Voices group with a, an open invitation to other storytellers to come into our airwaves to tell their stories and to occupy the safe space we are providing here every second Monday of the month. Thank you for That's having me. Oh, it has been so wonderful. Pleasure. It went so fast. I know. Oh. Thank you. And see you, everyone. Thank you. I have been your host, Rosana Longo-Better. Please stay tuned for Counterspin, followed by an eclectic morning of sound alternative.